Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Happy 100th episode. We made 100 of these things. <laughs> yeah, 100 of them. I it's it's I'm proud of this moment. Yeah, me too. Did you ever think we'd get here when we started this? Not when we uh recorded the first ones and then we're like, let's scrap that <laughs> and re-record the entire first episodes. <laughs> we're like, maybe we're not good at this. <laughs> let's try that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't believe, like, yeah, research for this episode was like a trip down memory lane. And, to, you know, in a couple of weeks, few weeks, <clears throat> will be our, like, two-year anniversary of launching. And two years, like, went fast, man. Yeah, two, right? years, two years went pretty quick. But also, so much has changed. Yeah. Yeah for two years to pack in so much inside of them right like yeah I think about it and it's like okay that was like maybe a couple of weeks ago but also like no yeah it was weird to me to check back on episodes and go that was episode 30 something like 70 episodes ago like it didn't feel like 70 weeks ago let's say right like right yeah interesting I know Time is funny, man. Time by Hootie and the Blowfish is one of my favorite songs, and I think it applies. And it's just like, well, I have uh, on my letterboard a quote from there. Actually, I didn't plan to say this. I didn't plan much for this episode because I just wanted us to chat like we do. But on my letterboard, it says, the future's far away, but that only lasts for one second. One second. That's what he says in the song, and it's so true. It's very true. One We're so second. nostalgic this episode. Well, <laughs> and it just started. That's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we are completely allowed to do that. Okay. Okay. So we talked about what we're going to do. Yeah. We haven't really talked about the format. No. So we're going to talk about our favorite. Did you do moments or did you do ep- episodes? I feel like I did moments, but okay, some cool. are tied to episodes. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Awesome. Glad we're on the same page here. Okay. Fantastic. So we're going to talk about our favorite moments on the show. Yeah. Are we going to start at our, we're going to talk about our favorite, our top six moments on the show. And then we're going to talk about our top, our next four moments on After Chatter. Right. So the, each of our top three and then two more on After Chatter each. Yes. So are yeah. we going to go in like six, Descending five, order. yeah. Are we going to go six, five, four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four, five, six? <sighs> I think I'm going to do on the show. Actually, that's a good question because my top one, two, and three are you and me um, moments. And then the other two are episodes. Ooh. Or our interviews, I mean. Your pick. So, right. So then the interviews could be on After Chatter or I could mix and match them. I think I'll mix and match them. I'll save my top moment for last. Okay. On on here. Okay. Wow. And then, yeah. And then on After Chatter, I'll just do two that I didn't mention here. Why not? Yeah, no, give me give me your third favorite moment, then your second favorite moment, then your yeah. first favorite moment on here. Yeah. Then I'm going to give you my third, and then my second, and then my first. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing this for 100 episodes. Yeah, we've been doing this for a really long time, and we've gotten really good at talking to each other. How have, like, what we, like, why do you want to start the podcast? I didn't want to start the podcast. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> if I've ever said like, that out loud. Yeah. I was like, Kristen, come on. And I, I think had to, I had to get over hearing the sound of my own voice. It was really yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, that, as soon as as soon as we scrapped those two episodes and then started over with the, the new episodes, I was fine. We were good. And that yeah. was like, that was it. Yeah. And we decided to put episodes out each Monday, and we haven't stopped. 
Right. I, I always, I've said this before, but like this show is such a testament to like showing up. Like that's literally all we've been doing is showing up and giving our best no matter how tired we are, how much we had to do that day. So I, I love that fact. And that's such proof in the pudding for me. And I need that reminder constantly. And this show is that for me. So that's fun. But I remember like this time two years ago when it was like happening after we agreed to make it happen and like it was going to happen soon. Like I had quit the happy planner. I was on my own and I really thought that this would be a vehicle for me to promote my stuff. Like it's so funny how this was not going to be like my main creative path in my mind. I was like, oh no, this will be a way that I could inform people and talk about what I'm doing creatively and it'll all tie in and blend into this magical whirlpool of like what Amanda's doing on her own as this solo entrepreneur. And it's just so funny that that's not how it worked out, but I'm happy. Yes. But that was my intention going in. Like, again, so much has changed. But, like, I think that ties into my favorite moments, too, that I'm going to talk about. Awesome. That makes me super yeah. happy. Yeah. That makes me really excited. <sighs> okay. Let's go with your third favorite moment. Okay. So, see, now I don't want to – I don't – like, it's on, like, a cute little post-it. I wrote them – as quick as I can after we decided this is what we were going to do. So these, what I'm, the ones that I picked, the top, I have five. So the five of them are literally the first moments that came to my head or the first interviews. They're like, because let's be honest, we love everything that we've ever done. We literally love every guest. Oh yeah. Like we're obsessed with that. Like, I don't think you listeners understand. Like, me and Kristen have these interviews, and then we text each other afterwards, and we're like, oh, my God, she was so good. Like, every single person we've interviewed have had the same thing go on. Like, we text each other like, she was great. Oh, my God. Did that really happen? Like, we just get so excited for everyone. And interviews, like, interviews that I thought haven't gone well have been more well-received by the audience. Interviews that I thought didn't go well, like, interpersonally – I've wound up becoming like insanely good friends with people afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's just so cool. Like it's just so cool. Yeah. And then we get to share it with like thousands of people each week. It's amazing. Like it's amazing. But I mean, people listening know that. And then I love to hear like what they liked or whatever, but I'm just so appreciative of it. Anyway, I don't know. I'm getting off. Oh, hold on. Time out before you do that. Guys. If you go to the new community space at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftiestfemale right now, you can share your favorite moment with us. There's a forum all the way down at the bottom of the page. So while you're listening, you can totally do that with us. Okay. I'm, and part of me getting off on a tangent was me stalling picking number three because I can't decide if I want to talk about the interviews or the us reviews first. Or in after chatter. I think I'm going to go with our three moments here. Wonderful. All right. I'm just going to do that. (sighs) All right. So the moment three that came to my head was when I believe it was out in one of our mini intro sodes that we did at the beginning of the vaults. Those were such good conversations. Like, yeah, like last December we, we pulled from the vault like we didn't want to do a whole new episode we had such good ones at the big you know at the start but me and Kristen introed what was supposed to be a quick intro and we just basically mini episodes so in one of those I recounted um something that happened at my school where I had a substitute para a substitute teacher helper come help me and I swear to you like this is the beauty and the miracle of this podcast is I never would have talked about this if it hadn't been for that day and us doing that intro in this conversation. And I related the story of how I showed up to work all like tired and it's Christmas season and like we're ready for vacation and teachers are like a tornado anyway. And my para was absent. And so I started the day and my principal was like, are you okay to do it yourself? And I'm like, yeah, I could totally do this myself. We're going to get through this day somehow, some way. And then 20 minutes into the day, the secretary walks in and goes, oh, I got you a power. Do you want her? I can assign her to somewhere else. And my gut reaction was, I'll just be by myself. You know, I could do, A, I was like, I'll just handle it because that's what I do. And B, 
I was like, I didn't want someone to be in the room and judge me. I remember telling you this story and I never would have thought twice about it, but have like having that conversation with you and reflecting, speaking of, you know, this theme of this season, but reflecting on the fact that I realized I was nervous about judgment and was going to take something on myself that I didn't have to, that I was going to avoid perfectly good help was like, I still think about that every day. And now like that one conversation and that one moment on the podcast of like opportunity to talk about this, like I've never forgotten that lesson. I've just been like, where can I ask for help? Where can I like that one conversation has made me constantly reminded that I can ask for help and I should. And then you brought up because she's getting paid to do it. Let the woman do what she's getting paid to do. And it was the best day of like her helping me. And every time I looked at her, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. Why would I have ever turned you down? Like, so for me, that moment has carried on since that conversation. So that's why it's my, one of my top five. Okay. So I love that. Yeah. I love that conversation. Yeah. And so let's bring that conversation to another level now. Cause the thing that I was thinking about now of like, ah, oh, yes, Kristen, what sage advice would you give to right. the call Kristen and Amanda conversation now? <laughs> you have to take that help because the kids deserve the help more than anything. I know. Because you know what? Like, you have to get over yourself. She mm-hmm. deserves the job. Mm-hmm. But schools are underfunded. Schools are so underfunded. Those kids barely get anything. Give them that extra help because, you know, they don't get anything. Right. So when someone offers them anything, yes, absolutely. Please. You want to give us a book? You want to give us a couch? You want to give us a video? You want to give us some lollipops? You want to give us an extra human being that knows how to handle children? Yeah, a walk when they need it so I don't have to do it in a classroom. For like, like the kicker of the story is the woman was wonderful. Like I would have missed out on that wonderful thing if I was just ridiculous. Like I initially, but what kills me is that's my initial reaction. Like how many of us are initially going, nah, I'm good. Oh, when yeah. we should be like, Yes, thank you so much. Like, what are we responding to? Like, just I just feel like we should be aware of how we're responding in that way. Like, what wonderful things are we missing? Because I would have missed her. So many wonderful things. We, yeah. we miss out on possible friendships. We miss out on possible working relationships. We miss out on help for our kids. We miss out on, you know, strengthening the community. We miss out on just the ability to give ourselves the knowledge that we are capable people with or without help. Like there's no reason why being a capable person means doing things on your own. Like I can't get things from the top shelf of (laughs) the the kitchen cabinets without getting, you know, the step stool out from the other room. So I ask Jeff because asking the person who's like in the seat next to me is a lot easier than going in another room, getting out a step stool, bringing the step stool in from the other room, putting the step. It, it, when we think about what we have to do to overcome the barriers that we're putting in our own way. Yeah. It seems so silly. Yeah. I think that was in our work smarter not harder season and that was like a real big aha moment in that theme which made sense i i i think that uh i looked back through the episode descriptions a lot today Mm -hmm. and there were so many so many people who gave us like such great work smarter not harder advice Mm. okay so my third (laughs) favorite moment is the it's like a I think it's about a 12-minute period of time where Allie Edwards just tells us her backstory. Yeah. It's it's the first, it's our first interview. It's the first time she talks and she just opens up about a lot of stuff. Stuff that 
I did not know stuff that I don't think she's, I mean, she mentions that she hadn't talked about a bunch of it publicly. Yeah. And she's a storyteller, man. She just, she can tell a story. And it was just so wonderful to hear how much story that she had in her that one she had never told. Like, this is Allie Edwards who has been literally telling stories, n- like, not to be, like, hyperbolic every single day for the last, like, I mean, Simon's in high school now, so yeah, 18 years. She's been posting them to her blog, posting them on the internet. She's made, you know, her own small business out of it. And she just sat here and spoke with us so candidly and so honestly and so vulnerably about, you know, what her life was like as a young mother. What, you know, coming into scrapbooking, why she came into scrapbooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. It just... I mean, just thinking about it. And then I loved, the, I loved hearing that. Yeah. When she mentioned, she goes, the, I think I was lonely. Like yes. that one line. I was like, oh my God. Cause like, right. It was like, she realized it for the first time herself. Yeah. yeah. To be able to look back and understand that that's what it was, you know, but you think like, oh, I'm sharing, I'm a community, but like the loneliness factor and her being able to say that and, and yeah, that was great. That was the first time that I immediately re-listened to one of our recordings. Mm-hmm. And it was also the first time that I, like, I desperately wanted to edit and share a show. Yeah. But we kept that show. We kept that show for weeks. We had that show. Um, and then I came, I went on a, a big vacation. We recorded the show with Allie. And then I went on that big road trip. I came to see you. Mm-hmm. And then I got home the night before the show went up. And then I knew, like, I knew the show was just going to be different mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. And it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I think for the both of us, too, like, that was a dream come true. Like, to be a scrapbooker and she's, like, the one you followed and, like, the one that's so good at this craft and, like, inspirational and, like, for her to agree. And she agreed to come on our show with no, like, well, let me check and see who else has been on. You know what I mean? Right, like, there was no anyone else. Yeah, she was the for- front runner of it. So, so appreciative to her. And, yeah, her interview blew me away. And then we got to talk to her a second time because she mentioned on the on that first episode that she wasn't good at making friends, right? And then an after chatter the second time, we touched on that and she just like like took off with that too. Yeah, no. If any if you if I want to, like that that's another one. Go yeah. watch the after chatter in Allie's second interview. That's yeah. oh my god. That's That like was like 15 minutes of her talking about why she doesn't think she's a good friend. Yeah, just like killer content, man. Like just yeah, it's okay. Oh my god. That one good, was... good, good choice. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you picked her because she wasn't on my list, but I'm like, oh, but Allie, but I didn't choose her. It was hard. It was hard to pick five. It, it's re- it was really it. hard. I was freaking out. That, so I, I was freaking out this morning. Yeah. And I was like, I know, I know our audience will be wonderful and they'll just love, you know, the things that I pick. And, and I just, but like, also, I know the only person I'll let down is myself. Yeah. And I need to be authentic to myself. And if right. I'm not authentic to myself in this moment, then who am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. All right. What is your second favorite? All right. So I've decided in my brain I'm going to switch one. Oh, You're do you allowed. Hear the, do you hear You're allowed to change. Is that an alarm or is it a fire truck? It's a fire truck. The reason I'm using this one and not the snowball is because I've been opening the windows because it's been I haven't been in the air on and we hear the sh- we're on the street basically. The podcast is on my sidewalk. <laughs> it's it's now a Billy on the street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Billy on the street. I need him to make new episodes, but he's all timoning. Timon. Anyway, so I've decided to switch. So I'm gonna name an interview that sticks out for me as like one of my favorites, and then the moment and then I was listening back to episodes and I've totally said this on the podcast before too but that's just a testament to how much of this has stuck out so I'm choosing of my two interviews I chose for my top five 
Jacqueline Carter's. I had a feeling you were going to go with this one. I, that girl's interview, A, I met her in real life, and we, she bought me lunch, and we talked, but I never expected her to come with the load of info and inspiration that she did. So she shocked me. So the interview, like, right off the bat, I was like, whoa, this girl wasn't playing. Like, we, put, we pushed record, and girl was like, well, let me tell you this, let me tell you this, here's what I think about this. Like, she was on a roll. She was the, she, I was like, this is, this is amazing. Like, I didn't expect her to be so on fire, and she was. So, A, she was just a great guest in general. And B, I think the two that I picked, the two interviews I picked, were two that I needed to hear at that very moment so freaking bad. So I just feel like that was it. Her interview for me was all about like true success and what true success looks like. And I think I was on this path, like I just, I mentioned the beginning of the show, the show that like I was on this path thinking that I was going to be this creative, like shooting star and like hear what went, but I didn't really have a plan. I'm the worst at business. You know, that like, it really wasn't going to pan out when I reflect back and think about it now. But hearing her say, like her interview was the first time I really felt like success has many different like ways to look. And I can't think back now. I think I was still waitressing when we did her interview. So I wasn't even on the trajectory of teaching yet. But I think that interview in my brain unlocked this like feeling of like, because she was talking about how her with the greeting cards, she wasn't going to stop till Hallmark. And in her mind, there was no success if she wasn't the next Hallmark. Meanwhile, I talked with her and she told us about her artists and crafts in Brooklyn, which she just, she teaches like tiny children about artists. And it's this business that's been growing ever since we had our interview. And like, she's literally killing it. And this thing that she created from nothing because she has kids and she knew it would work. Like, it was just so, it was another one that still sticks with me. It still echoes a lot of things from that um, episode. And my favorite quote, she quoted, um, I don't even know who anymore because it was so long ago, but if you see someone riding a bike, you're not looking at them com- like upset and sad for them that they're not in the Tour de France. Like they're riding a bike and they're loving it. And I that, that was a message that I hope we've carried on through all 100 episodes. Like are you doing what is like fueling your soul and are you loving it like we are going to share it and we're happy for you and keep going so I love that and I feel like this podcast has been that for me a little bit you know it's just been something that fuels me and it's success even though it's not the thing right yeah so I loved her her interview was will always be close to my heart And I love that she also, like, isn't a huge name, but, like, my friend. And she was so inspirational to me. And she's just cool. Yeah. And all our guests are cool. Right. All our guests are, are, they have such interesting things about them in such interesting ways. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a deer. Um, (laughs) See? True. (laughs) Yeah. Deer friends. And I love Jacqueline's story about, like, just, like, you know, got out of school, did TV, wanted to do this, wanted to do this. And then, you know, it literally coincides exactly with our Bite Size Book Club chapter this week. It's okay to change your mind. And I love that we got to have an entire episode where someone was like, this is what I did. And I was good at it. And this yeah. is what I did. And I was good at it. Yeah. And then, you know, I found this and I'm great at it. So I'm yeah. going to do this because, like, there are lots of people who need me. And I'm filling a need. And I'm making money. And I'm doing better at it time and time again. And you know what? It's okay if 500 million toddlers don't, you know, paint with me in, you know, one room in Brooklyn. Because that's probably a fire code violation. <laughs> but right like you don't need to be we also just don't also think of like the stuff that comes with scaling up right do you want to be you know you know do you want to have five million followers on instagram and everyone know exactly where you live and have all the bad people know where you live also right and and a big message tied to that was in that episode 
is like the fact that she was like what what is better to to live and chase and strive for the potential of what something could be or to actually look to your left and right and choose something that's doable right now like that was a big takeaway for me like I feel like I've chased the potential for so long when there was something perfectly good left or right that I could have already been doing and I think that her artists and crafts like was that and so we don't do that enough. We're always on, we're always scrolling and looking at the potential of what our house could look like, our house could be, or family life. or, But like, what is happening in your world right now that you can grab and take advantage of? Like, Right. Like what, what can you work on right now? What can you mm-hmm. make today? What can you do with a person that you love in, you know, service of something else? Yeah. And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes right. you can't do anything. Sometimes the best you can do is watch things on Netflix and lay on the couch. Some of my favorite best things. Right. And like, that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. But a lot of times there are better things to do. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes it's play outside. Sometimes it's make crafty things. A lot of times it's cook for yourself. Right. I'm a huge advocate. Oh my God. I've been making the best things lately. Yes. You know, there's just... Times where we can just do things that are right here and right now with yeah. your people. And, like, that was one of the other things that she spent a lot of time talking about was, you know, I have awesome people. I want to spend time doing things with my awesome people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved her episode. I love it. Okay. Your number two. My number two is another interview. Okay. It was our interview and a specific like segment of it. Our interview with Lisa Congdon. Mm. She talked about how she was not, you know, an overnight success. And that she had to work hard for it. And that, you know, for the first couple of years, she was worried that, you know, maybe artist's life isn't for me. Maybe, you know, I'm going to go back to my other careers. Or maybe, you know, this isn't going to be the thing that, you know, is my, you know, going to pay the bills forever. Maybe I'm going to fail at this. And, you know, she just worked her ass off. And now she is who she is. Yeah. And her whole interview was just, one, she's just... She's the coolest. Yeah, she is. Like, I mean, she literally got on. And after some tech problems, because, like, the internet, right? And then she got on. She's like, oh, my God, I use Zoom every day. Like, what's the deal? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I know, right? She just exudes cool. Yeah. She just does. In the way that, like, she might not even think she is, but, oh, my gosh. No, right. Exactly. (laughs) In that, that, like, just, she just is. Yeah. Everything she said, like, she just, I went to, um, uh, I'm teaching a class at the art museum later in, in December. It's a free class at the art museum. If you live locally, uh, you know, message me and I'll tell you how you can come take this free art class with me. But so I was at the maker's market at the art museum and I was like, yeah, come, you know, listen to the podcast, ladies. And then I was like, yeah, we've had, you know, a bunch of people on. And then I was like, yeah, Lisa Congdon. And they're like, oh, my God, she is so legit. Yeah. And then I was like, you don't even know. Yeah. I was yeah. like, take everything that you know about her. And then when she's literally talking to you, like, one-on-one, and then you're like, oh, my God. She's so good. But also, like, I feel like, first off, exactly what you just said, that is exactly what I needed to hear mm-hmm. in exactly the time I needed to hear it. Right. And I also think that that might be my best interview. Mm. You, Kristen, yourself? Yes. The questions oh. that I asked her, like my best interaction as an interviewee. Wow. Interviewer. I See, I didn't even, I, I didn't even assess that of myself. I, I didn't even think about it until I was thinking about the entire interview. Right. Like it was literally like the last thing that I thought about. Nice. Um, but yes, also another reason. Yeah, no, totally. 
And she's another one, too, that I was following for years and never put on my radar to say, one day I'm going to talk with her, basically one-on-one with Chris. Never. Like these, some of the interviews were like that, where it just blew my mind that these people agree. Like Austin Kleon, are you kidding me? Austin Kleon, he wasn't on my top five, but believe me, he was close. Like he, just the get of him. It still blows my mind. It's still, I'm like, wait, did I talk with him or is that a dream? Like, that was a Lisa Congdon moment, an Ali Edwards moment, an Elise moment. Like, people that I've been following for years that admire for years, like, never would think that they would come on and, like, wow, they came on. Like, that's so cool. And you listeners got to, like, be us for a second while we were interviewing. It was, it's just, it's amazing. This podcast has been a miracle. (laughs) Anyway. But, right? It's really awesome. It's such a great time to be able to talk to these people and ask them the questions that, one, we've wanted to know. Yeah. And two, once you get into conversations, like great conversations with people, you can see that, like, what, you know, what questions need to be asked. Yeah. Yeah. And, like when I think back, like what really was the get of them? Like it was us putting out a consistent show. So they know we weren't bullshitting when they went to our website, they saw there was a show every week. So like, duh, that was just us showing up. And then like a decently worded email. That was the get right there. Like it was like a consistent show and an email. That's what got these people on here. Right. Show up, show up, show up, show up, show up, have conversations you know, give people platforms, say, you know, tell other people that you want to talk about what they have to say. Right. And I guess, too, like, if any of those people that we got were to check our personal things, like, we generally put out a positive vibe of Right. Of course. I mean, like, that's the (laughs) other thing is, like, we're, you know, not assholes. Right. Yes. So they can tell we work hard by the consistency and they can tell we're not assholes by our content. <laughs> so I, I really, And a well-worded email. I feel like those that's the trifecta of what got us the gets. And, and I feel and, like that's a given. And if, you listen to, and if you listen to any of the shows, we have really good interviews. You know, they're casual interviews. We have a really good time talking to our guests. Yeah. And... No one is ever put on the spot. No one is ever right. in a in a weird place. Everyone always has a good time on the show. That's good. High five through the screen. High five through the screen. Good job, interviewee buddy. Good job. <sighs> but then also, we have really good times when it's just the two of us. True. Very true. What is your number My one? Top, top most memorable moment favorite moment I wouldn't say it's my favorite but it's definitely my most memorable and the point at which I knew I don't even know how to phrase what I knew it's the point at which I knew but I knew this before too but like I knew that we were something special slash our conversations were something special slash I put my heart on this podcast like it was like the moment I knew and my number one most memorable was when I cried during the one little word During revisited one, episode. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. that I'm going to say, I'm going to preempt and say <laughs> that I knew that this was what you were going to pick when I was going yeah. back. I didn't immediately know that this was what you were going to pick, but going back through the episodes, I was like, Oh, yep, that's the Amanda pick. Because you know what it was? It was I loved that I'm able to hear myself process but in a way that I knew I was safe with you and in a way that like I couldn't have been more real and raw like there was no way I was going to do that episode and not cry it was like two days after like I was felt cut open and like blindsided right and just so I feel like there was no other way to do that episode and I was almost like just happy I was able to to just do it anyway like happy to make the decision to do it anyway 
happy to have you there and know that I was in a safe place. Like it was like, I can't even pinpoint what was special, but the fact that I cried like was pretty special. I was like, you know, I, I needed the outlet. I think like, because it happened on a Monday and we did that interview on a Wednesday. And like, I knew on Monday, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to talk to Kristen about that. Like I knew it, the place for it was the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, because we were talking about a one little word. We were talking, like, reflecting on the year and how we wanted to be in the year coming up. And I was so, like, <laughs> not in a good place, I guess. No, that... you were in a terrible place. You were in a really <laughs> bad place. So, like, for for everyone who doesn't know what's going on, Amanda was, like, three months back into teaching. That I didn't months... know I wanted to go back. Yeah, right. No, three months like brand new into back. teaching. Yeah. Four months ish, five months ish removed right. from breaking up with John. Mm-hmm. She gets out of a Monday's teaching, <laughs> gets to her car, goes on Instagram, and sees a John picture with a girl. With a new girlfriend, which I then pieced together happened months ago. So the narrative in my head was, we're both solo, you know, we we knew, and then the funny part was I never thought we would get back together. So it wasn't like I was crying because I then knew it was over. I knew it was over. It was just in my head, I was building it up to like, we were so special together that we're going on this solo journey by, like, it just crushed the idea that he cared as much as I did, I guess. But boy, we know boys are like that and thinking back, like... So for and it was also like all meant to be this time of year so it was getting darker yes it was like getting colder <sighs> yes it was you know just a general and i think shit-tastic. the holidays too yeah i knew the holidays were coming up it was the first how holidays- are you gonna spend them Yes, it was the first holidays in 12 years because I was with the guy for our Christmas for 12 years. So Christmas Eve was always for his like, aunt. Like, right, I've never your entire had a adulthood. Christmas. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it was the holidays and being alone and missing him too, even though it was a few months, just missing him and just the hardness of teaching and the hardness of like doing that job alone and coming home and being alone, even though I was doing it and I was seeing going to therapy, I was taking care of myself. Like it wasn't like I was a mess. I was taking care of myself, but just the emotional factor of it just overtook me. And then I cried on the podcast. (laughs) It had to happen. It had to happen. But like when I like, and that, that episode, like, Aside the fact from me crying, I loved that episode. One Little Word is one of my favorite episodes that we've done. I'm looking so forward to our third one coming up. I'm like but so angry. Because, because each one is so wildly different. Like where we're at and then what we choose. You made some great pants metaphors in that last one too. Oh my God, like, I know. I was so like, I was so anxious about getting my word and then I got my word and it's been pretty good. It's been great. I see it in almost every conversation we have, every step you've taken this year with your business. I've seen it. But like, yeah, I love, I just loved that episode. I felt like you were there for me. I felt safe with the emotion. Your metaphors were on point. Like our stories are so different. And we, I don't know, I just got through it. And that was the, I've, when I was doing the whole like, online dating and app dating whatever a guy asked me about my podcast wanted to hear an episode I recommended that to him so like some random man out there listened to our podcast and that was the episode he listened to like I I was like listen dude if you're gonna be with me might as well hear me cry about this now because wasn't he a dad too he was a dad he was a divorced dad I'm just like the worst and then (laughs) and then he's like yep this is exactly what I want in my life I guess god I don't even know. But so, hey like, guys, they- if anyone's dating out there and they want to, like, get away from some dads, <laughs> just send them Amanda's cry. Yep. Be like, this was my favorite episode. Watch and listen to this bitch cry. And he'll come running in your arms. <laughs> Actually, no. No. But then the boyfriend that I have now, I also sent him that episode. I don't know what's the matter with me, but I sent him that episode and he appreciated it. So maybe the right guy would feel differently. <laughs> Yeah, guys, everybody just needs to make a year and a half of a podcast, cry in the middle, and then just send that to their future prospective mates. No, he really liked me, so I guess the crying didn't steer him away. He does really like her. He really likes me. Oh, he's so cute. 
Oh, wait, anyway. should I tell everybody a story before I get to my last episode? Please do. So Amanda's new boyfriend, when they started dating, I was like, oh, yeah. So Amanda, like, tell me about him. So, like, what does he do? And Amanda's like, oh, yeah, he does tents. He, like, sets up tents at, like, events and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a reasonable thing for a person to do, I guess. Sure, why not? And so, like, in my mind, I just thought that he, like, stood under tents at events <laughs> and, like, you know, like, handed stuff out to people or something. And I'm like, okay, then, you know, whatever. I, maybe she doesn't want to really tell me what he does. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't really want to tell her what he does. I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to get into it. Not a big deal. So we are sitting at the dinner table. And I think it was when my friend Rebecca was over. Okay. And yes, it was when Tom's birthday party was happening. Yeah. And I'm like, they're having an amazing time. Tom has (laughs) so many friends. So many friends. And I'm like, this isn't even like, you know, it's not even like Tom's 30th birthday or 40th birthday. And I'm like, you know, who has that many friends? (laughs) And I'm like, it's so hard to make adult (laughs) friends. This is literally a theme of the podcast. Yeah. It is hard to make adult friends. Who yep. has that many friends? And Jeff responds like, what does he do? And I'm like, well, Amanda said he does something with tents. And Jeff's like, well, is he in sales? People in sales have that many friends. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. He's in, he does something with tents. And Jeff's like, that doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, oh, well, he's like, well, what's his name? I'm going to look at his LinkedIn. Okay. I'm like, don't do that. Then, then like, what, yeah, what, I don't know. No, did he do it? Yeah. And okay. He's the sales representative for, like, the largest tent company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What in New York City. So clearly he's going to have a bunch of friends. And I'm like, oh, uh, he really does work he... with tents. Well, that, well, I literally had the same reaction. Because when you ask him what he does, he goes, tents. Like, that's the word, the one syllable word he gives you. And I'm like, well, that could mean so many things. But, yeah, he's on location. He has, like, Columbia. Like, he's all over the place with him. Yeah. Um, I know you've never seen Parks and Recreation, no. but there is this one scene where they go to rent a tent (laughs) and like that guy is being like a jerk. And then so they go, they're like, I'm going to go rent a tent somewhere else. And like he call he picks up the other cell phone and he's all of the tent companies. (laughs) So you should just watch that scene of Parks and Recreation. Now I'm going to have to because I got to link it in the show notes. I got to find it. The rent a tent. That's what he does. Tent offensive. Um, yeah, so funny. That's like my favorite. That's it, just <laughs> makes me happy that you were like tense, and I was like, okay, and yeah. then no, oh, yeah, like legit. No, he's he, the yeah, tent he's person, big. but his tent people were not at his, that, wasn't even his tent people. He invited his coworkers, and 10 people were invited, they didn't even chat, like, there would have been so many more people. That's his, his um, college group, his basketball team group, his grammar school group, like, they just all stick together. It's boys, man. I think boys have an easier time holding on to them than girls. That's like, I don't know. I yeah. What my solution for how to make adult friends is go out with a freaking extrovert, because my man (laughs) just is a good egg, and it's like a magnet. Yeah, all his friends are good people too. I was like, I've never seen as many good people in one place. You know, so then you have to go out, and he makes me go out. Yes. Yes, it's a three-costume Halloween this year, people. I mean, by now, you hearing this, you would have seen the three costumes, but yeah, anyway. (sighs) Okay. You're number one. My number one. So suspensed by this. Go. My number one is telling people how to vote. Nice! the election episode. Cool. And I know that that is like... A nerdy answer. <laughs> You're allowed. But that's what I like to do. I like to help people. And I like helping people make themselves better. And I like helping people make the world a better pay- place. I like helping them make themselves have more agency. And voting does all of that. And I think that we did a really good job during that episode of making it 
not partisan and teaching the difference between political and partisan and how you can vote and like why it's important to vote in midterm elections and why voting in the presidential election is probably the least important election of all the elections that you could vote in. And like we have such an awesome platform here and we talk about such awesome things. And I love that we were able to use that episode to talk about really practical things that people can do and also how this affects our lives as crafty ass females. Yeah. Good choice. I never would have picked that one, but it's so important to bring that one up. And I agree. I feel like we've recently talked about how wildly different we are, but how I feel like I would vote the same way as you too. So I don't mean that way, but just like we're totally different. Like you were such an expert in that episode. And I was like the queen of like naivety, naivety, whatever. But I love that we were like hearted in that episode. Like you were so open to hear how dumb I was about it. And I was all ready to hear what you felt about it. And I was so. Hold on. Wait a second. You weren't dumb. You were ignorant. Those are different. Sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. But it was also like when you were like, A, people have a hard time admitting when they're ignorant about something. That's a given. And two, when you can get over that hardness of like admitting that you don't know something, it was so freeing for me to say out loud that I'm ignorant about this and I know I am. So I need help. Like, again, it's like that repeat of help, you know, thing where like we almost don't feel like like we feel like we should have along the way somehow picked up this info. But I'm telling you guys, it doesn't always happen. I'm proof that it doesn't always happen. And for me, it was such a relief to know that you were again, it's like a safe place like you like this podcast was a safe place talking about it with you was safe and I was so appreciative of how you responded you know it was just such a good back and forth between us a good example of how we're different but our differences supported the same cause you know what I mean right and we talked about this like again I'm gonna bring this up again we literally just talked about the book club episode Austin Cleon's keep going the chapter today that we talked about earlier was you're allowed to change your mind and inside it's about the difference between like-mindedness and like-heartedness right and you can be you know different minded and like we are very different minded at times Mm -hmm. and you know not that we have differing opinions on right things but just that we are different people right but we both want the same things for you know We both care for the same things. We both care. We're both kind. We both, you know, aren't assholes. And, like, since we care for each other, and since we I care about, you know, the audience, and we care about the audience, and we care about these people, not wanting to come off as assholes while teaching people, you know, how to vote, or why these things should be important to them, even if they haven't been important in the past... You know, not coming off as pompous or not coming off as a jerk, not coming off as arrogant and saying, like, it's okay if this is the first time you're coming into this information. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. You know, no judgment. You're here now. Awesome. One more vote. Yeah. And I think that episode is what makes us stand out as a podcast, in my opinion. Like, like you're going to hear a bunch of election things in the form of news, in the form of opinions, in the form of political stuff. But like, I don't know of another podcast that has the same kind of casual conversation and rapport with each other that would say like, I don't know anything about it. You know what I mean? It was such an, an important inf- informational episode, I think. And it highlights our strength as a podcast. Like the fact that we're every woman, we're not acting like experts. We're more exploring different topics. You know, you've had a background in it. Like, I just feel like it was a good use of what this podcast is all about. It's a way that we need to be resourceful in the world. Like, Yeah, it's all about being resourceful. And, you know, that's what I think voting and elections are about, is, you know, 
we don't have the same 24 hours that Beyonce has. So we need to vote so that the people who are elected to do the things for us can actually do the things so that Mm -hmm. we're the ones choosing what they do. Because we pay taxes, we hire them to do work. And if we're not voting, then we're not making choices on behalf of the people that we're paying to do our work. Yeah. And so let's at least get our money's worth. Right. Right. And I love this podcast from the get has been so multidimensional. So I love that, like, we talk about crafts and all this surface fun papery stuff sometimes. And then we dive into these other things that seemingly have nothing to do with our craft, but it's all affecting our life, which affects our craft. So like, I love you. Right. So I love the multidimensional element of what we've created here, Kristen. I do too. And like, there are a million, if you are the type of person, a hundred chosen. Yeah. And I think this is what what will like really sum up like crafty ass female for me, like a hundred episodes in. If you are the type of person that can separate your crafting life and you can literally, you know, white noise out every single other aspect of everything, then, you know, this show's not for you. You know, if you put your fingers in your ears and craft and you want to show that is going to help you, you know, white noise out the entire world, which like I get we all need sometimes. Sure. Like, you know, uh, put on some Netflix for something. You know, I don't know. I put on the social network when I need to white noise out the social network soundtrack. But we are a show that is like whole life. Yeah. And so you're going to get stuff that affects our entire lives as women. Because when we get sick, we can't craft. When, you know, we can't go to the hospital, we can't craft. When our hearts are broken, we can't craft until we can. And then we craft through it. Until and we then sometimes to. we can't craft yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then it's a whole cycle. Yeah. But, you know, when our celebrities, you know, go through mental health traumas and we go through mental health traumas, then sometimes you need to discuss that before you can go back to crafting. Right. And that's just who we are. And yeah. it's okay if you're different. It's okay if you're somebody else. And if that if you want to start a podcast, awesome, start a podcast. If you want to keep listening to our podcast, we're not going to go anywhere. And that's the magic of it all. 100 shows, man. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in. <laughs> I know, right? Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. We are going to have two more thingies each and after shatter fun yeah guys come to the new community at the awesome ladies project.com slash crafty female there is a exclusive group for patrons there is a free group for everybody there is a new survey at the bottom of the screen that's going to ask you to tell us your favorite moment from the last hundred episodes um we're going to share some of them later on in the season i'm really excited I really want to know what your favorite moments are. So tell us. I'm like really dying to know. So please, (laughs) please, please do that. I really, really, really want to know. So go to the awesomeladiesproject.com slash crafty ass female to tell us. And I will absolutely be making sure to share some of our favorites later on this season. So Amanda, let's go over to after chatter and share our Final four favorite moments of the first 100 episodes of Crafty Ass Female. Let's do it. Bye, guys.